You're listening to Weld Found, a podcast about connection in an age of division. In this space, we present compelling stories of community, interest, and generosity. I'm your host, Tim Coons. Today's show is titled, Must Be Santa. I'm sharing an interview I did with Leroy Holm, who has many years under his belt as a Santa representative here in Weld County. I heard him share some touching stories about dressing up and giving a special visitation at Windsor Healthcare, talking with Alzheimer patients there. So I invited him to tell some of those stories and more on our show today. Also, wanted to let you know we have another Christmas episode out called The Longest Night. We released it about a week ago. It's sort of a blue Christmas dealing with grief and mental health episode for the season. Really, now would be a great time to listen in on all of our past episodes getting caught up before the new year. This show is made possible by the Weld Community Foundation, who lets us know there is a unique joy that you get when you spread the good. For more information, go to weldcommunityfoundation.org. By the way, our scholarships application is now open. One application lets you apply for over 100 scholarships towards higher education. The deadline is February 12th. Come and get started with an application today. We're going to jump right into today's show with the executive director of the foundation, my boss, Rand Morgan. I approached him with a pop quiz about Christmas songs, and I recorded his answers. I thought you all would enjoy participating in it, too. Then I put him on the spot to talk about giving and the foundation's place here in the community. He had some wonderful off-the-cuff thoughts about generosity, and they ended up being exactly along the same lines that my interview with Leroy happened to be. That old adage about how it's better to give than to receive, maybe it's true. Let's see how well Rand and you all do on this quiz. Here with Executive Director and CEO of the Community Foundation, Rand Morgan. How are you doing today? Good. (laughs) Snowing. Yeah. It's a good day. Yeah. And I've got a Christmas songs quiz for you. Okay. So we're all going to try to figure this out together. I mean, I have the answers, but oh. the audience <laughs> and you very much do not. So, all right, here we go. Move hitherward the entire assembly of those who are loyal in their belief. Move hitherward the entire assembly. One more time. Move hitherward the entire assembly of those who are loyal in their belief. Okay, so this is a Christmas song. It is. This is not Shakespeare. <laughs> Correct. This is using weird language to describe Christmas songs. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, so now I think I want to it. Okay, okay. so move hitherward, the entire assembly. Uh, faithful. Come all you faithful. Very good. Okay. That's it. Okay. I got you. I thought that was a literal song. <laughs> I thought, who sings a Christmas song like that? (laughs) No, no, these are weird descriptions. Okay. So we're just jumping in. I'm not giving you anything. I'm catching on. All right. Listen, the celestial messengers produce harmonious sounds. Hark, herald angels sing. Correct. Okay. Nocturnal time span of unbroken quietness. That's got to be silent night. That's it. Embellish the interior passageways. <laughs> Deck the halls. Very good. <laughs> right. Twelve o'clock on a clement Midnight. night witnessed its arrival. And all is well? No. Twelve Mid- o'clock on a clement night witnessed its arrival. I'm, not, I'm drawing a blank on this one. 
It came upon a midnight oh. clear. <laughs> there it is. It came upon Right. An emotion excited by the acquisition or expectation of good given to the terrestrial sphere. I'm talking about joy. One more time. An emotion excited by the acquisition or expectation of good given to the terrestrial joy sphere. Joy to the world. Very good. Huh? <laughs> the Christmas preceding all others. The night before Christmas. Oh. It's a good idea, but no. I'll say it again. This one's a carol. Oh, carol. The Christmas preceding all others. The first Noel. <laughs> Noel. I'll leave this one. I like the one, what do you get when you put dynamite in a well? What's that? Noel. Oh, no. <laughs> That's good. Alright, uh, small municipality in Judea, southeast of Jerusalem. The little town of Bethlehem. Very good. Diminutive muscular master of skin-covered percussionistic cylinders. <laughs> little drummer boy. <laughs> Wait, say that one again. That's it. Diminutive masculine master of... <laughs> Oh <laughs> of skin-covered percussionistic cylinders. Oh, that's bro. good. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven, heaven, nature sing. I'm talking about joy. The first person nominative plural of triumvirate of far eastern heads of state. It's got to be three wise men. Uh, what's, how's that song go? We three kings of Orient are trying to smoke a rubber cigar. <laughs> I don't know that person. You don't know that one either? No. We three kings of Orient are tried to smoke a rubber cigar, but it was loaded and exploded. We two kings of Orient are tried to smoke a rubber cigar, but it was loaded and exploded. We one king of Orient are tried to smoke a rubber cigar, but it was loaded and exploded. Silent night. You're a wealth of good, of good Christmas jokes with songs. <laughs> That's awesome. I've never heard that. Oh boy, that's an old one. <laughs> so, if you were playing along, how did you do? The full quiz is up on our Weldfound Facebook page. If you'd like to see the other questions and answers, come on by. You'll have something funny around the table this season. By the way, the music you are hearing is from the Burroughs. They are local to Weld County, a vintage funk music group that have released two Christmas songs as a fundraiser for Toys for Tots this year. You can buy those songs for charity at theburrowssoul.com. While in Rand's office still recording, I asked him some of his thoughts about why he loves his role as CEO at the Community Foundation so much and how he's processing this past year. Jay on the spot, uh, why do you love this job? Oh, man. Um, there's so much I like about it. Um, it's the best job I've ever had as far as um, widespread good that's being done. It's just, 
it's just a thrill uh, to be a part of so many good things that are going on in and around our community and the donors who set funds up at the Community Foundation are some of the most genuinely kind, generous people I've ever known. And uh, being able to work with them uh, to accomplish what we do is, is just uh, meaningful and uh, it's inspiring. When, when you're giving of yourself, there's joy that's found in that process that's kind of, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's counterintuitive. Counterintuitive, that's yeah. the right word. And we've used that, we've used that phrase in um, some of the writings and stuff that we'll do. We'll say that there's a unique joy yes. that comes from yeah. giving. And it's, sometimes it's surprising. You don't, expect, uh, you don't expect to receive that kind of joy, but to see the joy on somebody else's face is is really the reward uh, many times over and um, and we're just kind of the conduit for that you know the donors set up these funds and we provide those funds on their behalf and so being able to be uh, uh, the gift giver in those cases on behalf of those don I wish the donors could see that as much as we do so this job is the best job I've ever had but were there times this year when you felt that sense uh, with uh, grants or scholarships that went out? A lot of times it's scholarships going to first-generation students. And the thank you notes that they write back uh, are just incredibly interesting to see the hope uh, that is inspired through those scholarships. First gener- I'm the first person in my family to be able to go to college. And uh, I hope to be able to earn a degree and help support my family. And, uh, but there's this driving motivation in those students. And uh, when they receive these scholarships, the gratitude they have is, uh, there's really nothing like it. Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things that I've thought this year. I feel like in some ways, America discovered front porches again. And... Uh, especially back during uh, the lockdown, uh, people walking in front of our house every day on their way to the park. And uh, they would stop, and we people, neighbors we had never met, uh, would stop and we would visit uh, across the lawn and uh, introduced ourselves and had conversations. We met lots of dogs, and um, it just felt like people we're wanting to connect. We had a knock on the door yesterday, and our neighbor was there named Nikki. She had her mask on, and she had a big stack of more Christmas puzzles to give us. Mm-hmm. She, she's already given us several. <laughs> That's cool. And, um, and like we've gotten to know her, her parents, um, this year for the first time. Um, what would you say to people... We're listening to the podcast uh, for next year, for 2021, um, from your perspective as executive director here at the Community Foundation. Um, what kind of words would you give to folks in expectation of 2021? First would be thanks, because I've been so impressed with 
as many people who have been economically disadvantaged from COVID-19. The generosity that we've seen this year in spite of all of that has, has just been amazing. And, uh, and so, you know, I just hope that sense of generosity continues into the new year. And then I hope, too, that uh, we've learned that, um, especially through a contentious political year, that uh, we can be different from one another, but we can be kind, we can be polite, and we can understand that there's going to be differences, but, but there's, there's something about being thoughtful, uh, even in our disagreements, and, uh, and being kind to one another and understanding. And one documentary that we watched this year, um, the young man in the, in the documentary made the point as he traveled across the country that we're much more alike than we are different. But the media exploits that 10% that we're different. And um, I think we've forgotten how much we're alike than we are yeah. different. And uh, so I hope media, yeah. politics, social media, all harps on that. 10%. Right. Well, and that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast, right? right? You know, yeah. was was to try to show that we're all in this together, and um, there are things that that do and can bring us together, and that's one of the things that I really like about what you've done with this podcast. You've found little nuggets around. Uh, the community that are fascinating and interesting and inspiring and things that can bring us together in support of our community. And even while we have our uh, differences of opinion and many things, um, we're more alike uh, than we are different. We are so thankful at the Foundation for Rand Morgan and the donors who give generously to our community. A few months ago, I went to Weld County Garage, where Leroy Holm works. He has some great stories about dressing up as Santa this time of year that will warm our hearts, and I wanted to capture them for us to continue reflecting on the counterintuitive nature of giving that brings us so much joy. Here's Leroy. If you would uh, state your name for the Leroy Holm. All right. And um, Leroy, how long have you been working at Weld County Garage? I'm pushing 24 years. Excellent. What did you do before that? I've, I've been selling cars for 38 years. Excellent. All right. Two or three different places. And uh, what first led you to uh, say, I want to be Santa? Uh, my size, I guess. I don't know. And I, I love kids. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair enough answer. <laughs> I want to be Santa, too. So I guess I got some aspiring to do. So. <laughs> well, they make padding. <laughs> But how long have you been Santa? Uh, oh, 30 plus years. Awesome. That's I've worn funny. out three, well, I've worn out two. I'm on my third Santa suit. <laughs> <laughs> A few years ago, well, my mother was in life care and uh, the bridge. Uh, she passed away 12 years ago, so it's prior to that five years, I. Uh, was Santa for the bridge and for life care, and the 
little old ladies especially had, you get tears and you get hugs. Uh, I haven't had an aunt that was over there. She didn't know from anybody. I mean, it was just, it was kind of blank up there. And sometimes when I'd go visit her, I was her daughter's name and I was one of her boys. And uh, probably three months, four months before she passed away, it was Christmas, I was over there and I was passing out candy canes. And uh, she had never called me by name. I went around, I gave her a candy cane. I never said anything that would lead her to believe that I knew who she was. And uh, about 20 or 30 minutes later, my cousin, her daughter came in and uh, she said, uh, you got a candy cane? She says, yep. She says, where'd you get that? She said, Leroy gave it to me. Four years ago in August, I had a open heart surgery with the VA and they put me in uh, Windsor Healthcare over there for uh, rehab. And uh, it was kind of tough because I think there were 102, if I remember right, patients, including myself, and I think 86 were Alzheimer's patients. So it was, you lived with them, you know. I learned what those poor people go through, you know, that sort of thing. And wonderful, wonderful people over there, the staff. And I said, uh, do you guys ever have Santa Claus come in? She said, oh, we had one a few years ago, but nobody's ever come by and asked. And I said, well, I'm gonna come back. You tell me when. Well, they have a big Christmas party over there for them. Uh, Catholic Charities buys a gift for each one of them. So, and it's specifically for that person. And uh, so I went back and uh, they bring stuff out of them that they that they haven't had before. I had a little lady walk up to me, and there were three ladies or four ladies in a room, and three of them came up to me, and I got hugs and kisses. And one of them sat there, and she talked to me. She said, what are you doing in January? And I said, I'm not sure. What do you got in mind? She said, my husband and I are going to go to California, and we're going to open it up to the world, and I'd like you to be there to help us. And so we talked, and she talked about Santa's, and she talked about kids, and she talked about cars. And uh, we had a conversation for probably 10 minutes or thereabouts. And my daughter was with me. Well, my daughter and the activities director got out into the hall. And I went out into the hall, and the activities director's got big tears in her eyes. And I said, What's, is there something wrong? And she said, I have been here for seven and a half years, and that lady was here when I got here. If she called my name, I would not know who it was because I've never heard her say more than two or three words ever at one time. And just Santa brought it out of her. <laughs> uh, this last year, I had a 94-year-old lady that got a really nice coat with a hood and a fur, you know, around the edge and stuff. And uh, she came up and sat on my lap and. She was crying because she had such a beautiful coat. She said, Santa Claus, how did you know my size? <laughs> and there's a big guy over there. He must be 250 or 260 pounds, six foot something, uh, 60 some years old. And he's it's pretty much blank. Don, his name is Don, and I knew him just from being over there, you know. And uh, he came up and he says, Santa Claus, how are you? I said, I'm good. He says, 
Can I sit on your lap? And I said, well, you know you can. And he sat down. And uh, I had my scooter. And uh, I was carrying an American flag, which it's on my other one right now. He sat down and we visited a little bit. I said, Don, just sit down. He says, how'd you know my name? I says, Don, I said, Santa Claus knows everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he said, but I have a question for you. And I said, okay. And he said, he said, last year you had a flag on, on your scooter. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm the activities director. She's just sitting over there starting to run tears down her face. And she said, he doesn't remember if he had breakfast or not, but he remembered the flag on Santa Claus' scooter a year ago. <laughs> I had probably 25 to 30 people over there between the age 60 and 94 that sat on my lap and uh, several that were in wheelchairs, they pushed them up alongside and I'd give them a big hug and we got pictures of them. Very gratifying. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the experience like for you? Like, oh, Santa Claus gets as many tears as they do. <laughs> you feel, you leave there with a real feeling of uh, accomplishment. <laughs> Well, we're, we're gonna, we've got a big one over in, La, in uh, Lafayette that we'll do again this year. This will be our 14th year over there. Uh, the general manager of one of our stores is an ordained minister, and his church is basically two um, low-income trailer parks. And he did everything for them, you know, that a, a pastor would do, but uh, at no, no charge ever. He has a Christmas party for him every year, Half of them come in about one o'clock and the other half come in about three o'clock. So you get two different sets. But uh, each child gets about around a $20 Christmas gift. And uh, last year from one to five or thereabouts, I had, I uh, can't remember the exact number, it was a little over 300 kids on my lap. He's done it now for 17, 18 years, something like that. But I've, I've been saying this year would be, will be 14. He says, we're doing it if we have to have you in the doorway and have them come up one at a time and get them. Yeah. You know, as you get dressed up in the suit, what are the things that uh, you think about, look forward to, how do you kind of get into character? I, I think putting it on gets you into character. But uh, the way I arrive often makes a difference. The <laughs> last one I did in Eaton, we did... Uh, uh, I was arrived at the school in the Conestoga wagon at three, and then I think at 5:30 or something they took they loaded me in the stagecoach, went up to the activity center, stopped in the middle of the street. It's dark, of course, and they told they told me what was going on and what to do. Got me out of there and handed me a microphone. I proclaimed it Christmas and Eaton, and when I did that, all the city, I mean, all the Christmas lights came on. And I went inside and I had over 700 kids that afternoon on my lap. <laughs> it makes my Christmas. You know, I mean, it, just doing something for somebody else, you know. My mother always taught me it was better to give than to receive. <laughs> and in this case, I do both. I, I receive so much inner whatever it is that you know, that makes you feel good, yeah. You've got to be able to give of yourself.
Well, you are. Thank you so much. Certainly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This is Appreciate awesome. Appreciate that. Yeah. This is, this is great. foundation we wish you the best this holiday season for more information on starting a fund or donating come to weldcommunityfoundation.org special thanks today for the burrows buy these christmas songs of theirs to raise money for toys for tots thank you leroy holm for sharing your santa stories with us and for rand morgan thanks for your work heading up the foundation special thanks to dave farrell a professor at ames community college who provides extra help with sound engineering on these episodes You've been listening to Weld Found. Please like us on social medias, rate the podcast on iTunes, share us with a friend. Again, thanks for listening. We're going to let the Burroughs play us out with this version of Silent Night.